companies that are lagging are being compared by crucial uh, stakeholder groups uh, to peers in their industry and more broadly in terms of, of their ability to, to perform. What is the role of sustainability in shaping corporate reputation? Which companies are leaders in real and perceived sustainability performance and why? What are some of the emerging trends in sustainability that matter most to communications professionals? In this podcast, we'll speak with James Cerruti, senior partner at Brand Logic, as we take a peek at some of the rich communications content offered at the upcoming International Association of Business Communicators Heritage Region Conference in Pittsburgh this October. I'm your host, Steve Lubatkin. Welcome to the IABC Heritage Region conference podcast. In these programs, we'll give you a sneak peek at the upcoming conference in October and give you some insight into what some of the speakers are going to be saying in their presentations. In this podcast, we're going to talk with James Cerruti. James is a senior partner for strategy and research with Brand Logic. He brings to his role with Brand Logic more than 20 years of experience leading strategy, marketing, and brand consulting engagements in North America and worldwide. At the IABC Heritage Region Conference in October, James will be discussing the findings from his company's Sustainability Leadership Report, a landmark study of the real versus perceived sustainability performance for 100 leading global companies. It's the second year of the study, and he'll be able to draw some comparisons with the results achieved in the first year of the study. James spoke with us by Skype from his office in Connecticut. James, thanks for joining us on the IABC Heritage Region Conference podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, Steve. James, you were speaking at the conference on October 15th about sustainability and corporate reputation, the keys to leadership. What does sustainability have to do with corporate reputation? What does it have to do with leadership? Uh, that's a, a very a useful question to start the conversation. The fact is that today... The performance of corporations uh, on sustainability has become a, a measurement of corporate leadership, and, and the achieving leadership is not only about actual performance, it's also about being recognized for leadership by a corporation's key constituency. So the uh, fact of the matter is that teams uh, in, in large corporations today are, are uh, faced with an increasing call by numerous stakeholder groups to not only be more transparent regarding their company's sustainability practices, but also, in fact, to improve these practices themselves. It, it's really especially true for uh, corporations whose primary marketing brand is also their corporate brand name. In, in these instances, uh, we find that, that managing corporate reputation and the corporate brand are really one and the same thing. This has led to corporations having to put together teams across many disciplines within, within their companies to, to manage their sustainability practices and translate that into communications, whether that's through primary channels like brand communications or through separate channels around uh, corporate uh, social res responsibility reporting. James, what are some of the key elements of a, an effective leadership strategy that you're going to be telling the attendees about? Yes, it's, it's interesting. Following our um, inaugural study in 2011, in which we identified uh, 
uh, the leaders among the 100 global prominent brands that we uh, studied. Uh, we isolated these leaders and were very curious about uh, what had led them to, to this position of leadership amongst uh, some of the biggest uh, corporations in the world. And we talked with uh, quite a number of them directly, spoke with them. We examined uh, their practices, uh, their communications practices. We looked at their reports and actual performance. And we discovered that there were five uh, key best practices that um, are largely shared by our leaders in the study. And I'd, I'd like to share those at a high level <clears throat> right now just to give a, a little sense of direction of what we learned uh, from the study last year. You know, the, the first trait that we uh, identified was that sustainability for these leaders is an integral part of the business strategy. And instead of being treated as a peripheral compliance issue, which many other companies that appeared as laggards in our study tend to view uh, sustainability as a compliance issue only. Uh, so it's embraced by these leading companies and integrated into business strategy. And, and Nestle, of course, is a, is a great uh, example of, of a company that has done that. It was a leader in the whole area of creating shared value um, that is integral part of their business strategy. The second uh, best practice, uh, if you will, is uh, that these leaders take responsibility for the impact of their internal operations as well as the operations of, of uh, supply chain partners, associated entities. They also form alliances to foster progress on targeted sustainability issues. So they, they reach out to a broader community and bring them into the fold around their initiatives. And I, I think it's, it's uh, always useful to point to leaders because your listeners can um, go and, and, and look at these uh, practices themselves uh, in action. So uh, an example here is ABB, which uh, is really um, outstanding in terms of uh, their management of, of external parties uh, uh, operations and, 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 and holding them to, to standards of sustainability. They have a, a supplier code of conduct, which is, is really worth looking at. The third best practice of the five that, that I want to mention is the, that GRI standards for reporting have been implemented by these leaders. And the materiality of the issues that they highlight is, is understood uh, for both the company and, and all stakeholders. The, the leaders tend to excel at meeting these standards fully and transparently, and even those that they find perhaps not that relevant. We do, in talking with people, find that there are issues with the GRI categories for many. Um, they don't find that, <clears throat> in some instances, that they reflect truly the quality of, of what the company's doing. But in any case, they take it seriously. They report fully and transparently. And again, one of the exemplars in this area we would point to would be uh, BMW, which has uh, really uh, done an outstanding job in, in uh, the clarity and, and, and comprehensiveness of their reporting. The fourth area that I would highlight um, as a best practice is that most of the leaders, not all, there are some exceptions, but most of them tend to integrate sustainability into the brand and client value propositions. I think this is particularly relevant for the IABC conference participants, members. And it's a very uh, significant factor that many of these companies have chosen 
uh, not only to integrate sustainability into their business strategy, but into their brand communications and how they speak to their clients and how they sell their products or services. IBM is an, exec, an excellent example uh, on this particular best practice. I think we're all familiar with the Smarter Planet effort. Sustainability is completely integrated into those communications. The last best practice that uh, we identified amongst the leaders was that the operational initiatives and uh, their related communications are focused on a few carefully selected themes that are tied to the core business. They're varied but complementary communications to stakeholder groups that translate those themes in a way that is valuable to these different stakeholder groups. The important thing here is that in, in the first wave of corporations embracing uh, sustainability reporting and communications, there's been a, a, a laudatory effort to, to cover all the different things that they do and bring those forward. But what, what has happened is that uh, in ensuing rounds and as this matures, that corporations are realizing that it's, it's too scattered, it's too broad, it's overwhelming for, for stakeholders to take on. And, and the leaders have found ways to uh, consolidate what they're doing under a set of key themes and driving those through their communications. Corporations have become significantly more sophisticated about how they deal with sustainability issues over the past several decades. Are there still any companies that express skepticism when you go in to consult with them and they are maybe skeptical about the value of embracing sustainability as a corporate value? How do you persuade them that this is something important to do? There are uh, any number of companies that are uh, laggards in our study uh, and beyond our study who find it more of a, uh, a pain, frankly, to be dragged into this kind of transparency and reporting and uh, don't see immediate ROI from, from an effort uh, in, in complying, let alone excelling at uh, sustainability performance. Now, you know, what, what we're finding, though, is that because uh, there are, in every industry category, uh, companies that are excelling at this and who are establishing a standard of excellence, uh, more and more uh, companies that are lagging are being compared by crucial uh, stakeholder groups uh, to peers in their industry and more broadly in terms of, of their ability to to perform it's really uh, a matter of of showing them the facts of what's going on out there and also um, looking at at, at uh, numerous studies some of which have been conducted recently by some of our colleagues at Harvard that indicate that there there is a tendency for companies that are excelling in this area to deliver uh, higher long-term uh, returns than companies that are not. James, if you had to give people two or three takeaways that they can expect to get from your presentation at the Heritage Region Conference, what would those be? Well, this year, it's going to be the second time that we've conducted our study, and we will be um, providing the participants there uh, the first look at the results from from this study uh, for 2012. And uh, as in 2011, we will be uh, revealing uh, the results of of, uh, our surveys and our, our uh, ratings of companies on the uh, two scales that we use in the study, the real 
performance, which is basically how they're really doing on, on the GRI factors, uh, their reported performance, and that, that data provided by our, our um, <clears throat> partner in this effort, CRD Analytics, that do the uh, NASDAQ sustainability rankings. Uh, and that, that is one dimension of the rankings. The, the other dimension we provide uh, is the sustainability perception score that is derived from a global study that we've just concluded in uh, six countries around the world covering these three uh, audiences or segments that I was talking about, the investors, the supply chain partners, and the uh, graduating students. Uh, what we'll be able to do this year, which we couldn't do last year because it was an inaugural, inaugural year, is to uh, reveal changes uh, amongst uh, the, the companies, how they've, they've moved, have moved up, they've moved down, and some insights as to, to perhaps why uh, these changes have, have occurred. One of the things that, is, is, uh, that we found uh, received a high uh, uh, noteworthiness from last year and we'll be doing it again is, is identifying the magnitude of the gap in the scores between the uh, perceived dimension and the, the real performance dimension. And this is very important because the, the placement of the companies uh, on this two-by-two two matrix, if you will, that compares these two, two indices, reveals a lot about where a company might best make investments, whether that is around operational improvements or about better communicating. We found in uh, 2011 that there were a number of, of companies, and in particular uh, companies that were uh, new age companies, Apple and Google, Yahoo, who have uh, a perceived performance on sustainability that far exceeds uh, the mean and far exceeds their, their actual performance. So companies like this, we would argue, have value at risk because uh, they're being viewed on the basis of false assumptions about their performance and, and are receiving benefits, we would argue, potentially financial ones, potentially uh, with regards to access to talent, uh, that if the perception and reality were aligned, they might not get. So company, companies that are in that uh, quadrant we call promoters uh, would be wise to invest in improving their real performance to try and and better align with with expectations and perceptions. The flip side of that is is that there are companies whose real performance far exceeds their perceived performance, and these companies, in particular, have the ability to secure unrealized ROI on on investments in sustainability, in particular in improving their communications, because those these companies are being viewed as as underperforming in this area and may be suffering from financial uh, financial metrics and talent metrics and, and the others we've talked about. So, so these companies have a very different, uh, uh, arguably a different set of goals around sustainability. That is to get the word out, to inform their publics of what they are doing because their reality is, it, it gives them the basis for telling a very strong story. So some of these things uh, we'll be bringing forward in October at the uh, IABC conference, and we look forward to, to sharing those results with, with the attendees. 
It sounds like you have a lot of food for thought and a lot for people to uh, chew on and digest. James, thanks for being with us on the podcast today. Well, thank you, Steve. I enjoyed it. James Cerruti is a senior partner for strategy and research with Brand Logic. You can find out more information about Brand Logic by visiting their website, brandlogic.com. You can learn more about how to build your bridge to communications success by attending the IABC Heritage Region Conference, October 14th through 16th at the Weston Conference Center in Pittsburgh. You can register at www.iabcheritageconference.com. We produce this program in the studios of Lubetkin Global Communications in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, on the web at lubetkin.net. For everyone at the IABC Heritage Region, this is Steve Lubetkin. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the net, and we'll see you in Pittsburgh. Take good care.